0: Let's dive into improving our state of being. Welcome back, my friends. I'm really excited to bring you a different kind of an episode today. It's not one that I've done before, but I think you all know me by now enough to know that I'm pretty open for change. And this is going to be a sort of mini book club. I recently read a book that touched me so deeply that I felt like a conversation needed to happen on this podcast that we really needed to pick apart, unpack, dive into the amazingness of this book. And that book is Between Two Kingdoms by Suleika Jawad. Now I will link the book to the show notes so you don't have to go searching for it, but this book is everything. I mean, the emotions, the relationship dynamics, it covers everything, and although it centers around a young girl who was diagnosed with leukemia at a really young age, you don't have to be dealing with illness to understand and resonate with her journey. So I'm really excited to bring you this episode. I'm bringing on Lisa Larder, who is a friend of mine and a amazing entrepreneurial coach-mentor- And I loved our conversation. She is an author as well, so she brings that perspective. I wanted to read you a quote from the book, Suleika says, healing is figuring out how to coexist with the pain that will always live inside of you without pretending it isn't there or allowing it to hijack your day. It is learning to confront ghosts and to carry what lingers. It is learning to embrace the people I love now instead of protecting against a future in which I am gutted by their loss. And her beautiful words continue throughout this entire book. So I'm hopeful that you'll stick with this even though it's a little bit different for us. We really had a great conversation. It went super fast and I highly encourage you to dive into this book. You'll get so many pearls of wisdom and you'll love it. I know you'll love it. All right, here we go with Lisa talking about Between Two Kingdoms. Okay, I am so so excited to be here. Actually, for the second time with Lisa Larder. she and I met uh, a while back at a an actual pharmacy meeting, and then we connected on a podcast. We've con- stayed connected over social media. I just love the work that she does, and I was just letting her know that her first episode with me is a definite fan favorite, and so I would highly recommend you guys go back to that one. It's actually episode 54 back in October of 2019, which is crazy that it's been that long, but but I've stayed. In touch with her journey through social media. And I recently read a book and felt like somebody's going to have to talk with me about this. We need some kind of a podcast on this book. And Lisa's like, I loved that book and was so gracious and willing to come on and unpack it with me. And in hopes that you all will then go out and read it because there's so much goodness here. So thank you for joining me again, Lisa.
1: Thank you for having me and for telling me that I was a, a a fan favorite or a guest favorite. That's awesome. And congratulations on sticking with your podcast for so long. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's been such a fun project for me that I really can't even imagine not doing it. I learned so much from my guests. So it's honestly, I feel like it's just this mutually beneficial and fun project that I just don't want to give up. So thank you. It, I, there is always that, you know, difficulty and remaining consistent with something. But this is one of those things that I I actually kind of really love the consistency of it. Like, what are we doing this week? So um, I've been loving it. So all right, let's dive into this book. And this is the first time I've done a podcast where it's me and another guest talking about a book. I'm not talking to the author of the book. We're just reviewing and diving into this book. So I'm really excited. The book is called Between Two Kingdoms by Suleika Jawad. And I'm hoping I pronounced that right. But um, I said it really fast. So I sounded confident, right?
1: (laughs) You did. I think you said it exactly the right way.
0: Okay, fantastic. So this book is there's just so much amazingness to this book. But let, what I would love first is because, Lisa, you are an author as well. And as an author, I'm coming into this not being an author, so I have not gone through the process of writing a book. But as a colleague in the book writing space with Suleika, I would love to know what drew you to this book and what was sort of your take on the, the artistry that was this book
1: Well, I read a lot of business books because I run my own book club called Thought Readers. And so every single month I am reading a different business book with the members of my community and trying to find ways that we can utilize what we learn, insights in terms of the application to business. And I saw people talking about this book. And I, you know, first I was drawn by the cover, you know, the yellow. Volkswagen on the cover, a woman and her dog, Between Two Kingdoms, A Memoir of Life Interrupted. It just sounded so enchanting. And I wanted something that I could just kind of sit on the weekend and read that wasn't related to work. And what I loved about the book is the the storytelling aspect, the way the author took you on a journey. You you know, I, I've seen her, I forget what she said on Instagram, like I'm not your Sherpa or something. She basically declared to people, but you, you get so connected and feel so close to her because of the way she shares her experience. So I I don't know what that artistry is, but if I think about business books that are written that way, I think about books that Patrick Lencioni has written, you know, um, five dysfunctions of a team where he uses a fable and and storytelling. She just does a brilliant job of sharing what her life experience has been through story. It was so many lessons.
0: Yeah, the I agree with the cover. The cover it it does draw you in. The title draws you in, and yeah, I felt really connected to her too. I feel like you can't help but just you're like on the journey with her, and that's part of the reason why I couldn't put it down. It was just like this devouring over. I don't even know thirty six hours or something. So initially, so in the in the beginning of the book, it's you know sort of her pre diagnosis life, and she talks about. I mean, it's you really get this picture of how carefree she was, and so like she decided to move to Paris, you know, despite not really knowing anybody. And so I would love to know, I was really drawn to that just carefree spirit in the beginning. What, what kind of, you know, what personality traits were something that drew you in just at the outset before we even knew of her sickness and how that diagnosis took place?
1: Well, I think there are a bunch of things that I related to on a personal level, because I left home, I I didn't finish high school, and. I left home at the age of 18 and moved to the big city, and so I was a little bit of a carefree person as well. And in my early 20s, I also had some illness related to Crohn's disease that kind of turned my life and my career path upside down for about a year. So I think reading her journey uh, and the the honesty that she shared about you know kind of her. Uh, adolescent years when she was young and free really resonated and brought me back to my own.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love. I don't think I knew that you uh, had moved out to the big city. So I, I love the the carefree part to that life and just that she really just she just did it. She just went out and did it at a young age without any fear and just a really cool background to the story. And um, in addition to that background, I don't usually read. Romantic type stories. I've not usually been into into like fairy tales, but her relationship with the first boyfriend that's mentioned in the book, Will, was really something super special. For those who haven't read it, Will was um, her boyfriend when she got diagnosed. He actually ended up moving out to Paris with her as well, and his attentiveness to her and willingness, at least initially, to put his own life on hold, really sort of pulled at my heartstrings. I was wondering what your thoughts are or were on that amazing connection. And then of course the new beautiful connection she has with John now.
1: Well, I was like, what happened to Will? Why is Will's, why is Will's name one of those names that's not a real name in the book? <laughs> she, <laughs> she tells you which names have been changed to protect the innocent. So I was literally on Instagram trying to figure out who's Will. Is that Will? <laughs> oh, that's John. That's not Will. So Um, I I loved it. And uh, I think that it was a really beautiful story in terms of the goodness that exists in human beings. Um, You don't have to know somebody for a long time for them to step up and really be there for you when you're going through uh, a difficult journey. I think that it speaks to the connection and the selflessness that some people have. And I think that, you know, guys tend to get a bad rap when it comes to being maternal caretakers, right? It's usually the woman who's the one who will put everything on hold to take care of somebody. And I just thought it was a beautiful story of a dude who was very young, could have been very immature, but rose to the occasion.
0: Yes, I absolutely agree. Definitely outside of the societal norms of stereotypes of men and the way that they you know, approach difficult situations like this. And I loved that he went against every, everything that we have been taught and know. And he, yeah, just amazing. I I know, I, I think I also spent a little bit of time trying to figure out who Will was too, and I didn't succeed. So I do love that she has an amazing connection with John now as well. And I, I love watching them on social media, but yeah, just really, really amazing people who have been in her life. And so great to to hear about all that and see that. The, the title of the book, is based on a quote from writer Susan Sontag, which says, Illness is the night side of life, a more onerous citizenship. Everyone who is born holds dual citizenship in the kingdom of the well and in the kingdom of the sick. Although we all prefer to use only the good passport, sooner or later each of us is obliged, at least for a spell, to identify ourselves as citizens of that other place. Suleika was, as we you know, know and, and those who haven't read it will find out that she was sort of thrown first into this kingdom of the sick at a really young age, right out of college. What, um, what kind of stood out f- for you through her navigation of her diagnosis and treatment, because it was a very lengthy process. So lots of, lots of different places where insights could be found. What was sort of your take on, on that?
1: Um, I don't know that I, I don't know that I'm gonna answer that question the right way. I think my take on that was really not about her. And, you know, I have I have friends that have battled cancer unsuccessfully. I have friends that have battled cancer and are in remission. And I think hearing her share her journey and her experiences and what it was like for her changed my perspective on what it's like for the people around me. I I can't, I don't know about you, but I, I always feel like when someone I know gets sick, I struggle with how to show up. And I struggle with what's too much and what's not enough. What is the perfect amount of support? And I don't know that there is any such thing, but I feel like this book just gave me greater insights in terms of what somebody really goes through and how, you know, even just reaching out to somebody on a regular basis or sending them a handwritten note from time to time, like how those acts of kindness can really make a difference for someone. Because I know that I have personally been in situations where I felt like it's not my place. I have felt like I'm not super like I'm, they're friends, but I'm not like best friends with that person. And so I have almost held back on trying to be supportive because, you know, a, a dear friend of mine who passed away from cancer a number of years ago, I remember when she was in the hospital, you know, she, she used to get upset with these people that came out of the woodwork, you know, to see how she was doing. She almost felt like it was like the voyeur thing of, you know, seeing how sick she was. And so that has kind of stuck with me in terms of never wanting to be inappropriate. And this book just helped me to kind of see that person's experience differently and to be able to relate it to people in my own life.
0: Mm, I think that's really impactful and powerful. and I would guess that Suleika would love that that was a lot of your takeaway is in listening and reading about her journey, really realizing what was helpful for her, the types of people and interactions and conversations that were helpful for her and maybe some that were not. And I do think that it's a really difficult thing to navigate the social dynamics of terminal illness, what could, you know, what's being prognosed as a potential terminal illness or chronic illness. And, and so it's sometimes for some people easier to avoid, but I do, I agree that this book really kind of describes ways that we can be there for people without um, having to avoid it and being able to just sit with it and sit with them. And so I love that that was a lot of your takeaway.
1: And, and even complete strangers. I mean, that's part of the journey, right? That's part of the story. But even complete strangers that she had never met who reached out to her because of her writing had an impact on her life and her recovery. And so for me, that kind of solidifies that it doesn't matter how close you are to someone. If you feel called to be kind, you should be kind. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. And a perfect segue to talk now about the trip that she went on after many years of, you know, just very tumultuous and difficult treatments and a bone marrow transplant. She went on this 100 day road trip to visit these unknowns, the people who, you know, some of them unknown who had reached out to her during her illness. And just such an amazing story of being on the other side of it, but then also giving honor and respect to the people that she knew. Um, cared for her and reached out to her and and making that, just the time and effort to go visit them was just such a cool thing. What were some of your takeaways on that part?
1: Well, I think my number one takeaway was that like, holy cow, this woman is so fearless because for me to get in my car and not be a hundred percent well, like she was, and to make this journey and to pitch a tent and sleep in it by myself at night with my dog and do some of the things that she did and go see these complete strangers just required so much strength and courage and yet i understand how when she got to that point of her recovery you you're in a place where you feel like you have to re, you have to reconnect with who you are because you're not the same person anymore And so I loved that journey and it kind of made me want my own journey. You know, it made me think, you know, she went on this journey. You don't have to be recovering from something uh, as serious as cancer to put a pause on your life and decide, I'm going to go on um, a a rediscovery of who I am journey. I'm going to press pause on the routine of my life as it is right now and take two weeks and go to a cabin in the wilderness alone and just think and write or whatever it is. So I think it was really a metaphor for reconnecting with who you are becoming
0: versus who you were. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. I kind of wanted to start a road trip too. <laughs> I think, I think the the sale of these little minivans or these little uh, travelers are uh, probably spiking. We're spiking before this, but even more so because I do. I feel like this speaks to humanity, just the desire to leave sort of the the comforts and the mundaneness that can be our everyday life and go and explore and connect with people and to yeah to, I mean how there's so much courage in that to to just leave when you're Health is still in question, and you're on your own and with your dog and just some stuff to just get through. And just a really inspiring and courageous story for such a young person. You know, I think a lot of us think about those things at our age, you know, maybe double her age and would still find many excuses and reasons not to do it. so I, I felt a lot of inspiration from from her in that.
1: Yeah, there was definitely a lot of courage in that journey and a lot of grace from John in that he really allowed her to just find herself. And, you know, I I love spending time with my husband. I've been with my husband for more than half my life now. And I also really love alone time. I love time by myself to think, to reflect to write, to, you know, I love going for long walks by myself. And so when I, you know, saw her and I saw this journey to me, it was also just a great example of it's okay to do something like that. It's almost like a permission slip that she's written for a bunch of other people
0: that may feel the need to do the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that definite permission slip. So um, yeah, let's all get our Let's all get our act together and do that. Because I'm with you. I'm I'm ready to to go on a on a journey. At the end of the book, Suleika shares uh, some of her life takeaways from this experience, and um, I'm going to read the quote that she says near the end. And it says, "Although my twenties have been wrenching, confusing, difficult to the point of sometimes." feeling unendurably painful. They have also been the most formative years of my life, a time imbued with the sweet grace of a second chance and an inundation of luck, if such a concept can be said to exist at all. The tangling of so much cruelty and beauty has made of my life a strange, discordant landscape. It has left me with an awareness that haunts the edges of my vision. It can all be lost in a moment but it's also given me a jeweler's eye. And I'm like, literally like my ha- hairs on my arms are standing up as I'm reading that this is indicative of her writing. It's just mm-hmm. so amazing. And easy. even as I'm reading it again, I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps. So um, I love the, I love a few of these things um, just specifically the jeweler's eye. Cause I'm like, yeah, you know, the, I, the, the most difficult things in my life have absolutely, I don't know that I've ever used that term, but I feel like that's a perfect term, just this jeweler's eye of seeing the beauty, seeing the details. And then she talks about the tangling of cruelty and beauty and the discordant landscape. I'm kind of curious what, I know you talked a little bit about some perspective shifts around how to approach um, those who are going through illness. Are there any other sort of perspective shifts that have come from her story, her interactions, her courage, um, any things that outside of going on a, on a hundred day uh, road trip that um, you kind of have, have had some perspective shifts around?
1: Um, I don't know that I can think of of anything specific. I think that, you know, she has lived, uh, she's lived a lifetime in her twenties. And I think that, you know, she has Consolidated loss, significant loss and illness into a very short period of time, which leaves a mark on your soul, as you know, even when it happens over a long period of time. And so I think that just looking at her life and her perspective at her age and seeing how wise she is on the other side of it is really uh, enlightening and empowering to read about. She just has an ability to take you on this journey with her where you you feel bad for what's happening but you are also in awe of her strength and perseverance
0: mm-hmm. i
1: also think you know she 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 talks a lot about her family and how her family supported her and you know, she also talks about how, you know, some of the people that support you can start to feel a little bit suffocating. Those are my words, not hers. Uh, and I think that, you know, that was in a, a bit of a, that's something to keep in mind too. When you want to be supportive, you also need to not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You, you don't want to turn somebody into a victim unnecessarily because she's definitely not a victim.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. she may have felt like
1: one at times, but that woman's got a lot of strength.
0: indeed. yeah. and really great insights into a lot of the social and family dynamic. I think that played a large role in the way that she wrote that and told us that story, it wasn't like it was necessarily, you know, um the highlight of the book, but it was so well intertwined in it that we just kind of felt all of the relational dynamic of everybody. like we it's like we felt, like, you know, we understood her friendships and we understood, understood her family relationships. And I think a lot of that goes into the amazing parts of her writing, but also just her sharing her journey. And And I love that this is a book about illness when not everybody is super, you know, desiring to to delve into that, you know, like maybe we want to read things that are, you know, otherwise happy and not, you know, not, but I love that she brought illness to us in a way that we can all relate, access it, consume it, and then have takeaways that will benefit our society, the way we interact with people and, and our society as a whole. So it's just such a great, great book in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I Any, anything I didn't ask you that you, that you want to share about the book?
1: Buy it, read it. It's a great book. It's, it's, uh, it will give you perspective on how good your life is right now. And it will give you perspective on how to overcome adversity in life. It will challenge your dynamics on how spoiled millennials are, because I know a lot of people think that mm-hmm. way. Uh, you know, she's definitely I don't I don't know that she's a millennial, but I suspect she is. It will definitely give you uh, perspective on just how strong these young people are. Uh, I think it's a beautiful book. I'm like you, I binge read it in about 36 hours. The other thing I would say from a business perspective is I read Mark Schaefer's book, I think it's called Rebellion Marketing not too long ago. And the subtitle for that book is The Most Human Company Wins. And when I look at the success of her book right now, I am reminded of her willingness to share her journey and write while she was going through it, and to really, um, you know, do it from a place of letting other people know what was going on and how that humility and humanity helped to attract the audience that is now super interested in this book. And while I didn't follow that story before, I just happened to see somebody share her book on social media, and that's how I ended up buying it. I have now shared the book. I have now made it a summer read for my book club. I've never brought a memoir into my book club before, but I'm bringing hers in for a group of people. And so it's, you know, those little threads that, that ripple effect that really make a difference in people's lives.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that this is going to be your first memoir and I know your group is going to love it. And I, and I love that book. I don't think I've heard of it. The most human company wins, but I feel like, yeah, the most human story, the most human book wins, right? That's just mm-hmm. a parallel for this. Uh, yeah. I love those insights. All right. Well, we're not going to finish without sharing about your newest venture, your podcast. I would love for the listeners to know all about this, how it's going.
1: Sure. sure. So we're launching uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. The name of the show is She Talks Business. And essentially, it's going to be a bit of a mashup. So, think of it as a masterclass, conversations with colleagues, and a fly on the wall listening to me uh, coach or give insights to other entrepreneurs. Every uh, season, every quarter, we will have a theme that I am focusing on, and. A number of the shows will be solo, where I am teaching concepts related to that theme. A number of the shows will be me having conversations with colleagues that I know that have different types of businesses and talking to them about the theme. And then there will be a couple of shows where I invite people to ask me about that particular theme as it relates to helping them with their business. So I'm excited because it's got all these different, cool, different parts in it. And I think that it, it brings in different perspectives. It brings my perspective in from a teaching point. It brings in the perspective of colleagues having conversations. And then it also shows, you know, the real challenges that business owners are facing and some ideas around how to help them.
0: I'm so excited for you and all of us because now we can all learn from you. And I've I've happily uh, turned any previous TV and Netflix watching into podcast listening and feel like I'm so much better for it. So I'm really excited to add this to my list and I will include the info in the show notes so people can, and it's not launched. Has it launched yet?
1: No, it hasn't launched yet. It's either coming out the week of the 19th or the week of the 26th of April. Okay. Um, but if you go to lisalarder.com forward slash E one, you will find episode one on that URL when it is eventually launched.
0: Okay, perfect. So I'll include that on there so we can anxiously await the release and start learning from you. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate you taking this time to dive into this amazing book and get a chance to share with our listeners all of the things that you've got planned coming up. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Claudia, for having me. It's been great to reconnect with you and uh, have this conversation. I love that we were both reading this book at the same time and that we both
0: fell in love with it. Indeed. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa, for coming on and unpacking this book with me. It is not often I read a book that I love so much that I feel like I have to share it with all of you. So this is one of them, and I'm really excited that we had the time and space to dedicate this to this book. Thank you to Suleika for sharing this amazing, vulnerable, beautiful journey. And thank you to you all for listening, because the more that we can learn from others and share those insights and be better because we know better, the better our communities are. And that's ultimately one of the main goals of this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, I would love it if you would please take a minute to review me on iTunes so others can find me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with me so we can continue to mind our wellness. I'll see you here again next time.